Elevated Results podcast is produced and edited by Level 4 Podcast Network, a downtown Colorado Springs studio that you can trust to get your voice heard. We are here live at the Level 4 Podcast studio uh, downtown in Colorado Springs, and it's Zach and Zoe with Elevated the elevated result. Do we say, are we, are we keeping the, we really need to like dial this in. We've <laughs> for the past week, we've been trying to figure out what we're going to actually call this. <laughs> is it going to be the elevated results? Is it going to be elevated results? So, well, and it's funny too, because I'm still getting used to the idea that we have content that we're putting out. So yeah. we were at Dutch brothers getting tea on our way here. And she's like, Oh, what are you guys, you know, going to do? Because everyone at Dutch brothers is so interested in your life. And <laughs> we're like, Oh, we're going to go film That's our true. podcast. And she's like, wow, what is it about? And we just kind of looked at each other. Like, um, I want to say though, I felt like such a baller by saying that, like, we're about to go do our podcast. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, that sounds kind of cool. Like, well, and you happy. guys are in the studio too. So yes. it's like official. Exactly. It feels really official, <laughs> but we are here. Um, we're on Facebook live, which is, fun we are testing this out today um so get oh hi chris what's Dixon. up buddy <gasps> hey, let's buddy. go <laughs> it's my favorite guy right there yeah so let's interact let's talk we have some specific questions we want to break down with ellie um and i don't know if we actually introduced her a hundred percent but this is ellie weaver it's me <laughs> <laughs> so ellie what do you what do you do well, okay, that's a little well, question because yeah, it is. It, it, <laughs> Why did we bring you on range. the show? I guess that's a better question. Why because, do you think we did? So, before we get started, I do just want to say thank you to both of you guys because along my small business ventures, you guys have offered me so much opportunity to, you know, be your guys' shop mate as well as do this, which I have a lot of things to say to a lot of people. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good and bad. Yes, um, but the main reason I think is because of my influence on the community with my small business, yep. you know, and that's one thing that I admire about you guys is your guys' small business and learning along the way, what to do, what not to do. But, uh, that is why I am here. Yeah, exactly. So what do you do? Like what, what role do you play in this, you know, fitness wellness community? Well, one thing that I hate is labels. I, it's really hard for me to label myself as one person doing one thing. I don't like to be restricted. So I'm a massage therapist as well as an athlete. And I run a sports therapy practice in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I work on a wide range of people um, from your everyday, you know, mom to the eight to five to my hardcore extreme athletes that are working five to eight hours in the gym. Yeah. So you are a L in MT or LM. We always get those back. Did what we are it? it? Yeah. What yeah is it? So it's LNMT. LN. So yeah. Okay, licensed okay. neuromuscular massage therapist. Neuromuscular. That's yeah. where I messed up last yeah. week. Yeah. So no, I think you got it perfect. Oh, did I? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I think you got it. You guys got it. And basically what that is, is, you know, I'm, I'm not your regular massage therapist. You don't usually come and see me if you want to have a relaxing zenful <laughs> massage. You usually come to see me because you're having dysfunction. Yeah. And I am here to help you. And one of the cool things that I really love about what I do is I've taken what I've learned in fitness and, you know, learned what hurts and I'm able to apply that to all of my clientele as well. So anytime somebody's having, you know, issues in certain areas, I'm like, Oh, I've had that before. <laughs> this isn't going to be nice, but yeah. this is going to help you. And like kind of walk us through. Okay. So 
let's use let's use me as an example. You okay. know my back is just destroyed. It's destroyed. a mess. <laughs> I don't stretch. Um, anyone out there that is, <laughs> yeah, you see her face. Anyone <laughs> out there that do. works out, does you know any sort of physical activity, even just going to work. Like if you're in construction, if you're sitting in your job, you need to stretch. Like that is something that we all forget and that we take for granted. And so kind of walk them through with, you can use me as a guinea pig. Like, what do you have to do to open up my back? Oh, I think all of my <laughs> clients get together and they probably talk crap about me behind my back. And they're like, she yells at us when we're in <laughs> session. Because every single person that comes in, I'm like, are you stretching? You know, I feel like it's I have first to, question. to mother you like, are you yeah. stretching? You need to stretch. But and we all lie. Yeah, yeah. we are. Oh, my God. And, and then she knows right away. And you know, some of them even get down to like how many minutes a day they're stretching. <laughs> That's a lie right there. I'm stretching 10 to 15 minutes. No. And I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, there's no way. But um, as far as what I do, so I do a lot of deep tissue work and I do a lot of myofascial stuff. So one of the things that I really, really enjoy with massage therapy is there's so many different things that you can do. So many different modalities. You can do Thai, you can do sports therapy, you can do ART. Um, and I kind of like that, that there's so much and I incorporate it all into one massage. So it's never the same. Um, you know, my clients all have different things that they receive as far as the practice is concerned for you. <laughs> we have to do a lot of deep tissue. I, I definitely do a lot of superficial work to warm up those muscles. And then I get into the attachment work because that's where the hurt is. Yeah. And that's where the dysfunction is, is in those attachments. So what I like to incorporate is called ART, which is active release technique. Okay. And what that is, is we go in, we pin areas inside joint capsules and we take that joint through range of motion because that's where a lot of the dysfunction is, is in the joints. Yeah. And so like, for instance, I know that I have a bunch of lower mid back pain, but you don't just go in and attack those areas. No. No. So I do a lot. Like I said, I do a lot of the anatomy trains. We'll do the myofascial. So the really awesome thing about the human body is it's all connected. I mean, you are one functioning machine. So you've got sheets of fascia, which fascia is the connective tissue that encases the muscle. And it's what actually holds the nerve ending. So when you're having pain and dysfunction, it's typically in the fascia, not in the muscle. So we'll go in and, you know, work the fascia. Well, fascia is interesting because you know, you've got muscles that are singular, but then you've got fascia that attaches to every single muscle and attaches those muscles together. So you might be having lower back pain, but you know, the sheet of fascia that's affected actually runs from the back all the way down to the bottom of the leg. So okay. we'll, you know, work all of that area and try and find where that dysfunction is coming from. Yeah. And like she said, it is not therapeutic stop telling but i feel like a new person afterwards True. True. like it was life-changing it i feel like it is therapeutic it's it's not relaxing so it's not you can't maybe i'm a baby to yeah that could be so, it i mean okay <laughs> so you don't expect to go into ellie's room and fall asleep and no. you know, have a real nice time but actually it is incredibly therapeutic because after 
I had Avery, our baby. I saw Ellie a couple of times and that was while oh you were gosh. still in school. But, yes. you know, my body, it still is destroyed. Absolutely. The toll that takes on you. It changes you forever. Yeah, no one. Forever, <laughs> people forever. say, oh, a baby changes your body. No one can possibly prepare you for what actually happens. Well, and then after you're carrying too. So yeah. you're carrying your baby around and, yep. you know, you've got and that weight. That was, I think, the worst moment because you expect an uncomfortable, you know, time during pregnancy. But... I remember like clearly after I had her, she was about two months old and I was, I had her on the bed. I was trying to change her diaper and I was like leaning over. I had so much pain. I could have just cried. Like I felt like I didn't even have the strength for my body to hold itself up anymore. And so after I was seeing you, like all of that helped, even though we only had a couple of sessions, that was probably like the most restorative four hours of my life, if I have to say that. And so what I want to ask you is a little bit about uh, clearly, we know you're an expert, but what have you done to kind of increase your education and tell us about your school experience? Totally. Like? Well, I'm definitely not an expert. I, I'm so appreciative that you say that. I, I do take a lot of seriousness in learning and constantly taking, you know, all of the things that I've done to apply that in what I'm passionate about. And that is obviously the human body. You know, I think the difference between me and another therapist is I'm actually out there and doing the things every day that you know, are causing this dysfunction. And so that really helps apply. So with school, you know, I'm, I'm a super kinesthetic learner. I am, you know, the touch and, and that's how I get things done is actually by doing. And I have gone out and seen probably, God, over 60 therapists in Colorado Springs and just kind of picked up each thing that I liked about them and use that on my clients and then also stayed away from the things that I don't like yeah, yeah. <laughs> about them. Like, yeah. Ooh, that's not good. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I think being well-rounded and, you know, having that exposure in into fitness and, and having that knowledge, you know, that I've had for the last 10 years of, you know, health and fitness and acquiring the knowledge in school, obviously, you know, um, definitely helps, but I think it's the involvement in yeah. what I do yeah. that makes it different. Yeah, you learn from other people. That's way better than learning from your own mistakes. Learn from their oh, mistakes right off the absolutely. bat. Absolutely. Well, and then, you know, when you're an individual business owner, it's unfortunate if you don't have anybody else to reference because you don't know if yes. you're making mistakes. <laughs> right. You know, it's, oh, I'm doing this and this is okay for this long, but someone might come along and be like, yeah, I don't know why you're doing that that but way. That's what we appreciate about you. At, well, that's what I appreciate about you. Thanks for speaking for me. <laughs> is, Zach doesn't appreciate yeah. me at all. <laughs> you have taken something you're passionate about and you said it's the human body. So it's not necessarily just this therapy that you're doing. It's not necessarily just fitness. And I know for, I can't speak for you. We both relate to that a lot. Like it is actually an all encompassing thing. So Absolutely. I think we have that in common. Yes. And so I appreciate how you take what you've learned from fitness and you bring it into now this small business. Absolutely. Yeah, I fully believe in in monetizing what you know about and what you have the capacity to learn more about because you're just going to get better and better. Right. And I mean, I'm looking forward to watching you just grow. Right. Because of that. Yeah. yeah. And I would like to, you know, just add to, you know, mainly what I do in my practice is obviously the sports therapy and and doing the neuromuscular stuff, but I also have clients, you know, I'm trained in Reiki as well, so I also have clients that come in and they just want energy work or they want like a zenful massage. It's not my favorite just because I like to fix things yeah. and help people. Um, but that's all inclusive. I mean, like you said, it's, yeah. it's encompassing, you know, everything you've got mental health as well. You know, sometimes that hour that you're in there isn't about 
your physical being. It's about just giving your mind that time to like have something to to escape and yeah. relax. And that's so important. And I think that speaks a lot to you, what you said about you want to fix things. Yeah. Like that speaks a lot to to your your craft, honestly, because you go into a normal massage, you go into anyone that does that type of work and it's kind of like, all right, well, we're just going to do this right. run of the mill. Thing. Yeah. Whereas every time I go in, you, you ask me before, Hey, what is your problem area? Yes. And I've, I eavesdrop obviously whenever I'm on the other side of the wall, you ask everyone that Yes, like you, you say what's, what's going on today. And I feel like that is what sets you apart. Oh yeah, totally. And, and one thing that I really love about what I do is I get to open up these case files and I'm just this huge nerd for, (laughs) you know, muscles. And I'm like, Oh, this person has this issue and this is how we're going to attack it. And this person has this issue and this is how we're going to attack it. But you know, that's never linear either. Um, you know, sometimes my clients will come in and I have clients in specific that have, uh, a lot of issues in certain muscles because they're runners. And then they start having dysfunctions in other joints because they're runners. They're, you know, really just focusing on these areas. But once we fix these areas, they find that they have other problems. Yes. And so it's like, oh, yay, I'm always like able to add to their file and like find different plans of attack and and just uh, it's amazing. I love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that kind of speaks to this next question. Why is it essential why is it vital for athletes and even just run-of-the-mill people like us oh my gosh what 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 makes it essential for us to go see you you know like why why? don't discredit yourself because (laughs) health and fitness is so universal and that's something that i've learned over time and that's one thing that really resonated with me over the last podcast that i was listening to is you had said i mean you're just constantly evolving and constantly changing um but As far as, you know, if you are wanting to differentiate between somebody who is more athletic versus somebody who does like a competitive athlete versus. Yeah. So none of my competitors stretch. Okay. And that makes me happy. Yeah. And so, and and even athletes as well, you know, they're, they're just so great at perfecting their craft and attacking and attacking, attacking, uh, that they forget that, you know, self-care is also so important. And so they're not maximizing their potential. And that could be in, in any aspect of life, you know, whether you are a mother or, you know, you are an athlete, you have to do things to your full, you know, capacity that yeah. you can. And when you have restricted range of motion or, or the hurts is what I call it, you know, <laughs> the hurts, you're not going to be able to perform in any task that you do to full capacity. Yeah. And that's why it's so important, you know, you, regardless if you're run of the mill or, or yeah. athlete. Well, I would say, you know, for an athlete, you have so you just grow every day in your confidence and in your strength. So you think I'm strong enough to do this, but really you have to nourish those muscles that you're using. You expect a lot out of yourself physically. You have to put that amount of, um, you know, work back in. Right. And then for someone who like us, you know, maybe not like competitive, we're not professional athletes, but we are people who take fitness seriously. I'm not going to ever reach my goals because I'm going to be, you know, like restricted by, oh, my back hurts or oh, this or that. So I think either way. And it's the same. Yeah, it's the same with nutrition. You know, you know, if you're going out and you're putting in the time to do that strenuous workout or, you know, or go and do whatever it is that you're doing, but you're not fueling yourself after all of that, you're still going to be making benefits, obviously, but it's not going to be to the full potential that you can. And that's what it's about. Growth is maximizing your own potential. Yeah. 
So, so you kind of said that last week's podcast, you, you kind of resonated with the fitness health is it's, it's individual based, Correct. right? So what is it to you personally? Oh my gosh. That's because that, that has changed if you so much. Yeah, if you don't know Ellie, <laughs> her craft has changed so much in just the short time that I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, health and fitness when I first started was never about an aesthetic. And that's the unfortunate thing that I think is, is going with, you know, the social media and the trends is we focus so heavily on what we look like. Mm-hmm. And that just gets empty. Chasing that feeling after a while just gets empty. So when I first found fitness, it was an a- an outlet. You know, it was something that kind of gave me an escape. Okay. And I fell in love with bodybuilding because it was something that I could really fully immerse myself in and, you know, really just learn so much about my body because my goal is to use myself as the guinea pig, you know, in every single thing that I'm doing so that I can say, Oh, here's what you want to do. And here's what you don't want to do. Here's what you you know want to look for. And here's what you want to stay away from. But, um, I just completely threw myself into bodybuilding and I was chasing an aesthetic for so long that I stopped my athleticism (laughs) and I grew up an athlete. I was a soccer player my whole life. And so I went from running to, you know, jumping into the weights to leaning down and losing my functionality of my body completely. And that just tore me apart. I, I couldn't handle it. So I was like, you know what? I need to reevaluate my goals and kind of see what else I can do outside of this. So then I started to kind of look into functional fitness. Okay. I got out of bodybuilding and I started to really push myself there. And then I got into trail running and, you know, it's, it's just something that's, it's always evolving. And I think that's the important thing about life, right? Is, is chasing what makes you happy. Yes. That's, that's always changing. Yes. So I want to talk about that a little bit because you mentioned social media and if you follow Ellie, you know, you are very active on your social media, but you are also very outspoken about how you use it and what it means to you. And so in the time that we've known you, I have personally seen your body change to such like huge extremes. extremes. Like I saw you on, you know, in stage condition and I've seen you when you're really lifting heavy and bulking. I've seen you when you're doing sports, all this stuff, right? Make sure so- you turn into the YouTube of this because I'm going to post it in the video of just some of yeah. the transformations I've seen. Cause it's, it's incredible. It's shocking. What you've like been able to accomplish. Phenomenal. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm so impressed by it constantly. Like every step of the way, I'm like, well, this girl, she's committed. But um, I think that if you were so concerned about maintaining an aesthetic on Instagram, you may have kept yourself in a place where, as you mentioned, and not by any means competitive bodybuilding, you know, we'll get into this because we're going to ask you yes. your thoughts on it. Yes. But, you know, had you stayed in that shape that you felt was damaging to you just to maintain your Instagram feed in this super lean state or whatever, um, I don't think that would have been really authentic to oh, who no. you are as an athlete. But how do you feel like that's affected your presence on social media? Like, let's talk oh about that gosh. just a little bit. Social media has <laughs> always been so hard for me. It's just a constant everyday battle, honestly. Um, you know, the fitness industry is so particular and what gets the attention. You know, they want a certain look or, you know, if you're competing, then you're getting more attention. And if you're posting more risque selfies, then you're getting more attention and more people are following you because they want to see what you're doing. And I have a hard time sharing my life and being that personal, you know? And so I just had this image that I constantly had to upkeep and, and worry, you know, am I lean enough? Am I big enough? Is my competition looking at this? Like who is watching me? And so 
I struggled with that for a very long time. And then when I started to get into massage therapy, I realized that the body is so much more than, you know, what it looks like that I just completely lost all interest in sharing like any risque type things. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed as soon as I stopped sharing that I lost so many people that were supporters of me and nobody wanted to, you know, talk to me or support me anymore. And so I really had to find a way to share the things that I've learned in a different way than just being that superficial. Here's what I look like. And, and this is what I do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still struggling with it every day. Um, you know, I've completely reinvented my social media, probably at least. And that's I, times. I, mean, I feel that cause I've done the same. And, yeah. and that is definitely one of the top three reasons why I haven't maintained like a super large following ever is because I've, I just, sometimes it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I created a blog. So that's yeah. a, I'm trying to yeah. do that now. I that saw. blog is great, yep. by the way. It's Angry really new. It. And yeah. like you see, we see what Chris says. Social media has ruined the fitness industry. It absolutely. Yeah, has. I wholeheartedly agree with that because it. You see certain competitors, and you see kind of either something they did in the past or something that they posted like right now, and then they don't get an invite. Or people unfollow them and say, you know, oh, they're a sellout, all this stuff. Absolutely. And that's toxic, honestly. It's a highlight reel. And, you know, the unfortunate thing about social media is we always share our best. You know, yeah. we're, we're sharing what we want everybody else to see. And why would we want to share the downfalls that we have? That's not what's getting the attention. So nobody shares that. And, you know, we've got this unfortunate thing with the fitness industry now where, you know, people look at health and fitness and they go and they look online to find, you know, something that they can relate to or compare themselves to, which I hate, but <laughs> that's just what we do. Yep. And, you know, you go on and I think it would be great to separate bodybuilding industry from fitness industry. Cause it's completely two different things. It and and people, people definitely put bodybuilding into fitness and health and, Sometimes bodybuilding is not healthy. And so that you heard us- it here first because like <laughs> that's something that does not get said enough in this industry. No, not at all. And sorry, I didn't so, mean to interrupt you. No, I just want to bring attention to what uh, Dixon is saying. Instagram has changed the entire revenue stream of how companies dictate attention and spending. Definitely. And that's absolutely true. And so my thought on that is people rationally, you should look for people that look like you and follow that journey. Right. And but mostly people look at what they want to be one day or where their insecurities lie, what they what they wish they had. So that's what they're going to follow, actually, is what they aspire to be versus, you know, what they see themselves as. Right. And so that devalues authenticity online anyway. And then also it's just a continuous stream of information like you're not good enough. You need to buy this, buy this to look like that. And I think that's where. Even as business owners, you know, we sell products that help you reach your goals, but not necessarily a quick fix. And right. we get those questions a lot like, well, how, what do I, what do you have that's going to make me, you know, skinny or whatever? <laughs> right. I don't know. What do you have that's going to make me huge? <laughs> right. And it's just one of those two things like we've just gone a magic pill right. and we super don't. No, and there's that's not, not how one. Work. Like, yeah. You know that. I mean, no. and what Chris is saying is, is so, so true that. It used to be, let me see, that used to be company products, sponsored athletes, employees, customer, and now it is company influencers, products, employees. And that's what's so crazy about it. I mean, is 
how true that is. And yes. we talked about it last week. Anyone can be an ambassador. Yep. You know, anyone can be an affiliate. But what is that company actually, you know, working towards? Well, not only that, but a lot of these affiliate programs, what people don't understand is, you know, these people aren't getting anything for free. I mean, by the by the time you have a couple million followers, sure, you might be getting PR packages. Right. But million. all the way up until that point, you're actually paying for your own product. Like you're paying for the privilege of representing a brand that as soon as your engagement drops even just a little bit, you're... Yep. You know, because there's someone else that's willing to pay for the privilege of, um, you know, a moment on Instagram. Right. And one thing, you know, that's completely true about it, too, is it's the image. You know, these, yeah. a lot of these big companies are looking for people who look super amazing already because they've got yeah. great genetics before but, they took the product. But right? what about the, you know, the the mom and, you know, the the, the person who works eight to five maybe can't fit in the gym because their schedules are crazy. What about those people? What are we doing to cater those people? Because those are the people that are buying the product. Exactly. Yeah. You know, those are the people that are, that are actually putting in the time uh, to, to better themselves. They're not, you know, doing it for a certain look or maintaining an Instagram image, yeah. you know? So, uh, and that's something <laughs> I, I really like not to, to self promote here, but I feel like we are trying to be a more inclusive brand because we have shredded people like we have shredded people on our teams. I think of people like Brooke. Brooke is is shredded and shredded on your stage days. Yeah, I'm pretty shredded now. You'd you be are. surprised. Oh, no, I've seen. <laughs> but you're. Oh, yeah. Striations no. in your in your leg. I mean, it you're unmaintainable, but nuts. It was pretty. It was nuts. It was intense. <laughs> but then we have people like Brandon. Brandon's just huge. Like that dude put up is, the most weight I've ever seen. It's amazing. Yeah. Like to see it in real life. And then like our, our new affiliates, we have Dalton and Esme, those kids. And I don't mean to call them kids, but they're kids in my, I'm old. So they're kids <laughs> there. We have such a wide variety of people. Yes. And that's kind of what I want people to know about us is we are, we're not chasing just the girls that are only posting, you know, the, the half naked pictures. We yes. just, we want people that are passionate, like, like us. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not shredded. You're not shredded by any means. Like we aren't, but you guys, that's not who we are. Right. <laughs> but you guys no. work hard. And that's, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like we want to make sure that we are giving people what they need. Yes. Not, Hey, I have to meet my margins. Yes. Cause I mean, that's yes. To our community. That's not fair. That's not right. And so we want to make sure that we are, giving that back, yeah, you know, and showing this is what's attainable. Yes. This is well, years and, and years of dedication. And what, yeah, like <laughs> I want to speak to that a little bit because there's, there is nothing wrong with a fit girl. No, showing no not on at Instagram. All. And I, and That's I love prerogative. it. Yeah. 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 Um, but that is not what everybody's goal is. And furthermore, right. that's not even attainable for every person. And so I think that, we just want to make sure that we're including everyone. Yes. So I have, and I mentioned this in our last podcast, just the ultimate amount of respect and admiration for any athlete who's willing Seriously. to push themselves to that level. I feel that way about you still. But yeah, I mean, I look at your stage pictures. If that was all you posted, you certainly have enough content to maintain a feed just full of right. competition stuff. Um, but yeah, that's not your everyday life. No. Right. No, no. And so... Either way, whether it is your everyday life and that's what you've committed to, we can support that. But also if you're just taking baby steps, like I never want someone to feel intimidated coming into the shop 
telling us what their goals are because it could be a small goal. Right. You know, and I relate to that. Now my goals are a lot smaller than they were before. Um, Or it could be a big, huge goal. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to actually kind of go off script here, just a hair. And I want (laughs) to like our goals have changed tremendously. I remember when I was, you know, 18, 19, all I wanted was the shredded six pack with the, I don't even know what they're called. The The V cuts. The V cuts. (laughs) That's all I wanted. And so like, so for you, as a mom, like our lives have changed. Oh, a one eighty, legit a one eighty. <laughs> yeah. They have changed. What are your goals like going yeah, forward? So mentally, I I don't even have the the mental energy to to have a goal like that. Like this yeah. is not realistic. And it, at one point, all I cared about was my collarbones and my hip bones. And that's I mean I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. you know. But now my goal is to be strong enough that I can keep up with my baby, the more energy she gets, more active she gets. I want to be strong enough to keep up with that. And I also want to, um, I think at this point I'm in a huge transformational moment in my life. So I want to find what feels good for me, like body wise, strength wise. I've always been a person who, um, I don't have an endurance game. I'm not a runner. I'm not like to know these things. I don't have an endurance sport. I really don't. Um, but I can lift heavy. And I can accomplish like really cool things in a few seconds. So yeah, it's actually crazy. Yeah. Like she's small, but she actually is really strong. It's crazy. I believe it. <laughs> like, especially now that she's a mom, she has that mom strength. Oh my yeah. God. Scary. It's amazing. So I want to just really kind of, um, I've even been doing a lot of research and this again is very off script, but just about like intuitive eating. I want to also incorporate that same intuitive thinking into my fitness. Yes. What, what feels good and what works. Yes. And, and, and so that's the goal really is yeah. just to feel better yeah and more confident yeah that's something i need to work on well and you know even the fact that that needs to be explained i think is the problem with fitness you know because it's it's so individualistic you know it could be aesthetics for some people and functionality for the other but i think at the end of the day you know we are here to adapt and you know grow in the situations that we're placed in and appreciate the functionality of human body along the way because we are amazing truly are and i saw that you know, during my pregnancy, I was the skinniest I had ever been since I, I mean, since I was like 15 when I got pregnant. And that's why you got pregnant. It is. I, yeah. No, totally. Because we were on HCG diet. <laughs> Absolutely. So we were yeah. taking HCG. Don't Hella tell me fertile. that because I'm in the best shape of my life right now. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the moment that you <laughs> reach for your body, what is really healthy, instantly your ovaries say, oh, it's our turn. Yeah. So, <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. So I was so, so skinny and I was really happy to see that, that number, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. if you think that's a little bit more to do with like my upbringing and those internalized things I tell myself, but I was so happy with that number. And then in the, in the course of nine months, I mean, my, I, I, I accomplished something incredible, you know, pregnancy, childbirth, everything a woman's body can do is just phenomenal. Insane. Yeah. Right. But now here I kind of am like, okay, this is not, I've never been this particular, I've never lived in this body. Right. And so, you know, you have to adapt. Yeah. And I think that if I was holding myself to a really high standard. Yeah. Um, you have that to be hurt. the best you, not yes. the best other people, because you've got people like me and I go full send. And I admit that in myself. I tell people that all the time when I'm giving them, you know, advice or, or some sort of words of wisdom is I go full send, but that's me in my life and what I am happy with, you know, 
you have to be happy for yourself and your goals, whatever that might look like to you. It's never, you know, a you know, certain look or or whatever else. Yeah. It's how you feel. Yeah. So that brings me into something that we promised we would talk about, which is your experience in bodybuilding. Yeah. And I'm I'm not talking, you know, the glitz and the glamour, like chasing, you know, an athlete, full athlete sponsorship, that kind of thing. People don't talk about that. Yeah. People don't talk about it. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I want to dive into. So what are, let's go the pros first. Let's be optimistic here first. Pros. I, it taught me a lot about myself, my mental capability, how far I'm willing to push myself, um, to stay dedicated to the things that I want from life which was amazing. And it gave me a whole new level of respect for myself and the people that kind of walked in the footsteps before me, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's about the only pros that, that I can think of, you know, I've never been the type of person, like I said, to, to chase, to chase an aesthetic. It's yeah. always been functionality and and how far I can push my body. Um, so, I mean, that just goes right into the cons as a woman. It is extremely difficult to achieve that level of, you know, lean and, and, you know, you start getting into hormonally what we are born with. Right. And and you kind of have to, you have to be careful because when you start getting into the bodybuilding industry, it becomes very addictive. And, you know, you're always chasing that high because you're accomplishing these goals and it feels good to, to crush that. But then there's always a next step, you know, what comes after that? And you have to ask yourself, you know, is the reward worth the risk? And it was for a little bit of time for me. Um, you know, you, you get into the subject of taking additional supplements, uh, you know, to, to keep current and keep building. And let's talk, let's just segue on that just a hair. Yeah. What do you mean? By additional, because that's something I get asked all the time. Like, hey, I'm about to go, you know, into a competition. What do I need to do? And a lot of times what we carry is not going to necessarily get you there. Yeah. Yeah. These are more so your hard, harder (laughs) drugs. They are drugs. Um, They're steroids, you know, Um, and you've got a wide range of them. You've got, you know, your oral steroids, which you know, I've taken, you've got inject steroids, which I've taken, you know, I kind of dabbled in, in quite a few things. Um, and I really changed myself hormonally. Um, but like I said, it's so addicting, you know, you start to see like all of the benefits that are coming from these things that you're doing that you forget, Oh, this is kind of doing some other effects to me as well. You know, you've got voice change and hair and, you know, other things that happen as far as, you know, being a female is concerned. And at 20 years old, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm never going to have kids. I'm so involved in fitness. I love the way my body looks, you know, in my mind, and this is not to discredit you, but in my mind, having a baby, I'm like, I'm going to ruin my body. You know, obviously oh, that's being... that's how I felt too. Yeah. This was, yeah. this was a surprise. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you give me a side oh, eye on that. <laughs> she looked at no, me. She goes, this is a surprise. Yeah. And not an innocent party. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, I... I was completely okay with, you know, those sacrifices. But then as I get older and I start to appreciate my body and and who I am as a person, my femininity, I'm like, "Mm, am I willing to sacrifice the fact that maybe in five years, 10 years, I'm not going to be able to have children? Am I willing to sacrifice the way my facial features are? Am I willing to sacrifice my voice full send? You know, that's something people don't really. So I was talking about this with the guys the other day and um, we were we were playing golf and we were talking about someone that is definitely in, 
you know, that that chasing mode. And you know what? I'll support to those people for sure. Because people think that, you know, me selling, you know, supplements is you are anti steroids. Mm -mm. No, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever makes all I want you to do is do it right. Yeah. Do it the safe, correct way. Not just, you know, free dosing it, you know, that kind of thing. One who even knows what these people are actually putting into their bodies. Exactly. I think that's where the real danger comes in is you have to be just so incredibly careful about your dosage and especially as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And so have you chosen a coach? Are you in the right hands where you know that you're getting properly dosed? Right. And also as your body changes, how are we adapting? And I just think that in my observation, sometimes those things get overlooked and what you don't realize when you're in the middle of it and you're being fulfilled, like you said, you're, you're reaching these goals, you're feeling fulfillment. Where does that leave you? So what's the long game? I mean, right. Where is the longevity in the sport, especially for a woman? Because as an observation, bodybuilding, you know, is a sport by men for men. Yeah. And then there's women, not that you can't achieve because right. I've seen it with my own eyes. At what cost? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. like you said, like we were talking, like facial features change. And so that, that to me, I can spot someone is like, yeah. this is the jaw, yep. you know, that yeah. kind of, and the voice, like yeah. the crack in the voice, that I kind of thing. it happens and, gradually too. And it does. And it, 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 it's exactly, it's an addiction almost. Like it's like you are chasing more because, you know, you get on stage, you come in fifth. Is that good enough? No, no. And it's never good enough. It's never. Even when you come in first, it's never good enough. Because, because then you have a better. next show. Yeah. yeah. You have a next show. You have a next tier. You have a, a higher up show. Yeah. You always are, for lack of a better, you're chasing the dragon. Right. Well, <laughs> and then you have to account, you know, not only are you putting these additional supplements into your body, but you're achieving this level of leanness that's really not healthy. You know, your heart is not meant to to lose that much fat. Your heart has fat on it. And when you are, you know, constantly taking these steroids, your heart's growing muscle, losing its fat. And so, you know, you're constantly putting yourself at this just terrible cardiovascular And what happens like three days before show? You Uh, cut water? Yep. You cut water, salt, salt changes. Um, you know, you do your sodium loading and some people even do diuretics. Oh my goodness. Yes. People do diuretics. Yes. So, I mean, you're doing all that and you think about that going three days without water, on normal circumstances, that might be okay because, you know, you may have an iced tea or a coffee or are you having any of that? No, nope. no. Yeah. You're completely and so nothing. That, and that's the, that's the aspect that I want people to know about. Like I want to compete one day, right. like honestly this year, that was my goal. Then COVID happened and you know, that kind of went out the window. So blame for next year. But even that, like, I know there is a risk. Yeah. Like three days out. You're, I won't, I'll actually probably move out because I know how I get when I'm hungry. I support that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably move out because like, I just know who I am. Yeah. People don't, re- no one talks about that aspect yeah. of this. Yep. And so what other, are there any other weird little things yeah, what, that. What advice would you have to someone? Cause I don't want this to come across no. as we are, you know, anti-competitor. Right. We're absolutely not. Um, but what advice would you have? For someone, yeah. um, and especially a woman going into this. Yeah. Do your research. I mean, I, I tell everybody bodybuilding is an amazing thing and it taught me so much and it's such an incredible part of my journey. There's so many things I'm grateful for and so many opportunities that I've had through bodybuilding. And if you want to compete, I encourage you to go out and compete. You are competing against yourself. And that is 
where people, you know, they go wrong. They start competing and worrying about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry if they're growing faster than you. Don't worry if they're leaner than you. This is your journey. And so if you want to compete, my advice to you is know what you're putting into your body. Know the the people that you're speaking with um, and be careful. Do your own research. You can hire the most amazing coach on the planet. And, you know, if you're just following what they're saying because they've put other athletes on this and you're not doing the research yourself as to what you're putting into your body or why you're not asking those questions, why you just get stuck in this like continuous. I mean, it's it's like a black hole. You know, <laughs> yeah, it just eats so speaking you alive. Of coaches, I know you yes. had a really great coach. Yes. Um, towards the end of your time competing, what do you look for? How did you find your coach? What would you recommend someone? Yeah, for? because this is something like for me personally, this is something that irritates me to death because I see <laughs> coaches here in Springs. Mm. There's one in particular that I think of that like mm. keto. Keto is the cure all, you know, all you got to do is be on keto and you'll be good. A cookie cutter meal plan. Mm -hmm. Exactly. A cookie cutter meal plan, cookie cutter workout plan. And I've seen the effects that has on different individuals' bodies. So yeah, what? So I started my fitness game young. I started when I was 17. I, you know, first started competing and wanting to do that. So when I first started, I was obviously novice and I didn't know what I was looking for. So I just hired a coach and this coach kind of burned me a little bit. And, you know, this is all self inflicted as well. So I can't just specifically blame this person because I was following their lead. Um, But after, you know, I realized that he was sending me the same exact meal plan that he was sending, um, you know, another athlete that was on the team. And he was a 230 pound dude. And, you know, I was like 130 pounds, you know, so he was sending us the same meal plan. I was like, okay, this is why I'm not progressing. So I, I, scratch that. And, you know, it took me a while to find a new coach because I was so worried about them not respecting what I want for myself. So the first thing that I looked for was a, a coach that could handle, um, natural athletes. Okay. And so I found stealth aesthetics tune is amazing. He, he is a vast just pool of knowledge. And, you know, I told him what my interests were, what I was okay with doing and what I was comfortable with. And he never tried to push me to take more or do more. Or, you know, I never felt the pressure of you have to come in first. We we have to go, <laughs> you know, balls to the wall and yeah. be intense. Like it was my pace and my goals. And so that was really huge is that respect. And then the communication, you know, I've, I've seen people with coaches and they're in their office season and they talk to their coach maybe once a month they do check-ins yeah. um tuna was doing check-ins maybe twice a week and changing wow. i mean just the most intricate even in the off details. season yeah wow. yeah he probably cut down to maybe like once a month with i mean that's probably typical with me i think my goals were a little bit more you know i i was i want to win yeah. i i want to do this and i want to win so you know i think that my passion was a little bit more high so he paid I wouldn't say he paid more attention to me, but he had less clients at that time to be able to I also to give feel me like attention. he he knows who you were as a as yes. a person. Like yeah. because your drive is there. Yeah. And if you don't have that drive, then you need to be on your athlete Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, we've got people like, you know, Haley who's with stealth. And yeah. you know, that was one thing that I really loved is, you know, he was able to coach her and um, you know, do her naturally. Like she's a natural Haley's incredible. She, she is, is and her her transformation. So like she's been on a couple coaches and with stealth, her transformation, I haven't like, it was the best condition she went yeah. on stage in. It was amazing. I did make up for her on show day and yeah, she's just, yeah. it incredible. was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. We have a comment here, you know, talking about how much people will pay for coaches. 
So I think that's really important to talk about is just because a coach has, you know, got an IFBB pro athlete on their team under their belt, maybe even a handful. Is that enough? No, because, you know, a lot of the coaches these days are are already taking on athletes that have been involved in, in this industry for so long that they're already they already have, you know, what it takes to yeah. be on stage, um, whether that coach takes them to the level that they need to to win or or be the best that they can be, you know, that's obviously different between each coach, but these a majority of them are taking on really gifted people already and then charging, you know, 12, 1500, $2,000. Yeah. I see. I saw one. It was 3,500. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And that's, that's a lot. That is a lot of money. Cause it's not just the coaching. How much, how much is a typical suit for women? I paid 1200 <laughs> for mine. So, and that's yeah. another thing people don't realize is, we said this last week, like to me, competitive bodybuilding is so lucrative. It yes. is. And it's, it's, it's unfair in a way towards women because I've seen people go on stage and get docked points because they wore the same suit yeah. that they wore two, three months ago. Yep. That's so $1,200 times, however many shows you want yeah. to do, not to mention if you get your pro card and then you're going to go pro and then Which you, you have, have to all, pay for. Yeah. By the way. And Correct me if I'm wrong. I heard someone that you don't have to actually do shows to maintain that card. Like once you get it, like you just pay the fee and you're, you're yeah, good you to go. Yeah, you pay the yearly fee and you're good. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I figured you'd have to at least do a show a year. Nope. Like, no, that's wild. Yeah. So then, you know, you've got people who have been out of the game for five, 10 years and give bodybuilding a year and you've already evolved 10 different body types. Yeah. You know, so then you've got people who have these IFBB pro cards and then they're competing in these IFBB pro shows and you're like, that wouldn't even win a national show, you know, anymore. Yeah. So it's, there's a, a crazy mix. There's no, you know, continuous. I think that check mark that they, that matters too. like talking about change. Cause it does change. It does. Oh God. I started competing when Nicole Wilkins was Miss Figure Olympia and that was attainable for me. And I achieved that, you yeah. know, yeah. but I got to a level where I achieved that. And I look and I'm like, holy crap. These women are way different now. They're yeah. way more big. Way How more do you lean. feel about wellness? <sighs> Ooh, this you is know. a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when I was reading about it, I was really excited. I thought, yeah. well, this is this really opens the door for a woman to compete, yeah. maybe in a category that doesn't put her directly up against what the standard would be for a man. And then kind of the more I've seen it in action, maybe that's not exactly what happened. Right. So how, what do you think about it? It's it's so the the judging that they have for each division is just so all over the place. I mean, you've got women that are in figure that should be in women's physique and you've got women in women's physique that are doing wellness now. And so I think it's so new that it's like you've got just all of these people that are rushing into it because it's so new. That there's so many different body types. Yeah. When I think of wellness, I think of like the women in Brazil that, you yes. know, they just naturally have huge thighs and tiny waists. Yeah. Um, but these women are coming in from, like I said, figure. So they've and that's got huge what's popular shoulders. now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that it really caters to a popular body type. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it, everyone going in, like when, as soon as it was announced, everyone went in as, this is where I'm going to succeed. Yeah. This right. is it. Yep. Because, you know, it, it, it doesn't make, make you have to be so shredded. Like you can keep your naturally gifted, you know, thighs, glutes, all that stuff. But then whenever it came down to it, like the shreddy does play a factor. Yeah. In stuff. Absolutely. I mean, they, they really do to me just look like bikini girls. Yeah. They do. So do you think it was a money grab? 
Or do you think that I do. there's oh, totally. hope for yeah, that I do. category? I think there's hope for it, but I think it was a huge money. Gr- I mean, <laughs> look at our, look at our social media. <laughs> Who's, who is profiting and who is really successful at social media? I, off the top of my head. Booty girls. Kim yeah. Kardashian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kylie. Yeah. Those people, yep. you know, um, jazzy fitness. I don't even know her. Jasmine, I don't remember her name, but that's just like the kind of aesthetic they all have. Yeah. And so to me, of course, like if you can get these young kids, that's already their goal. And now they have that. And then this new category that they can be a part of. Why not? You know? Yeah. What do you think? Like, Uh, you know, it's kind of, I'm a little disillusioned with it. Just, I was so excited. Yeah. I thought this really opens up. Um, I don't... I hate to use the word realistic because no matter what, if you're getting on stage, you have attained something that yeah, yeah. the average cannot, right. you know? Uh, so I don't think realistic is the right word, but more was, attainable. Yeah. I was really excited. And so, yeah, I think it's yet to be determined, but I do think it was a money and grab new. To, like, to appeal to what we see, what yeah. anyone new coming into fitness yeah. would see and strive for. Yeah. And you the, know, the, which is a booty that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. posting on Instagram. Yeah. And who doesn't want that? Yeah. You and know, it's, but. it's just, it's unfortunate because how hard it is for women, you know, to yeah. gain all of this muscle. And so I think, you know, another reason why they maybe opened it up to is because it's like, okay, well, now you can have these huge legs that, you know, maybe genetically you were born with you or whatever had, else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you don't have to be extremely muscular, which I am totally a fan of, you know, yeah. I, I'm a fan of either end of the spectrum, but I'm totally a fan of, you know, women not having to go as extreme to stay relevant in fitness. But to your point of being a money grab, I mean, that's just bodybuilding as a whole, you know, yeah. it's a good, it's a good little financial situation. If you can ride their coattails or really, <laughs> you know, get yourself in that position oh, yeah. where you can be sponsored or, yeah. you know, promoted even on their page, like that yeah. can be huge. So yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask what your goals are for the future. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, what, so uh, Because you're doing, if you don't follow her on social media, like you should, it's, <laughs> The dot OGMDQ. Yes. Yeah. The OG dot. The dot OG dot MDQ. Yeah. So follow her on social media because it's it's honestly, you're in, I know you're you're a humble person. <laughs> it is inspiring, but your goals have changed and like what you're pursuing now is oh yeah. Off the wall. Oh, I did yeah. not see that coming. Yeah. I've always been kind of an extremist and you know, I'm always chasing what makes me feel most alive and and pushing myself to my absolute just barrier. So now my focus with, you know, athletics is being the best skydiver that I can be. So uh, I took up skydiving and that's it's incredible. just been, it's been such an amazing journey and there's so much to learn. That's why I'm just so like jumping into it and just fully immersing. Pun intended. You, literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Jumping out of planes, but you know, it, that is my main goal right now. And, you know, ask me that in a year and that'll probably change because yeah. it's, you know, something. Well, cause about. like last year it was trail running, like you said, even, I mean, and yeah. you're still doing that yeah. to a degree. But yeah, I'm always chasing that thing that's like, yeah, because you got what, like an eight minute mile, like your yeah. what was that? Like so my ran... my my mile time is seven twenty seven. Nice. Yesterday I beat my six mile time, so it's now fifty three something. Which is uh, my my goal was to get an under fifty six. If I could get anywhere close to fifty six, I'd be happy. But wow. I I really push myself. Um. But like I said, I'm an extremist. I do the most extreme, crazy things. My my goal, I would say, for health and fitness moving forward is to take everything that I've learned with these extreme things and give that back as relevantly as I can to everybody else who is either new in their journey or kind of scared to jump into, you know, something new. 
Yeah. And what about in business? Because that's something I admire about you. You're also driven. Yeah. In your professional pursuits. Oh my gosh. I would love to open a practice that kind of encompasses the mind and body connection. I don't think that we've truly mastered, you know, our, our capabilities as human beings. We're self healing beings, you know, and, and I would love to be able to have a place where you can come in and, you know, like we said earlier, have that relaxation, that getaway, that, that, mental break and also fix the functionality of, you know, the human body and and everything else. I I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So one last question I have, um, you know, we talk about how important stretching was. That's how we started. No one stretches. Do you have resources? For where to find that? Like, where yeah. would you recommend? So, um, there's an app that I follow and it's called Ramwad range okay. of motion workout of the day. Okay. And they do like 15, 10 to 15 minute videos of just certain stretches that you should be doing. And each day it's different. So you're stretching different trains that are along the body. I really love it because they have videos. You literally watch the video. It tells you all of the stretches like by name. So you can go and look it up on your own. It is, I believe $20 a month. But yeah, no, completely worth it. I mean, and I, I purchased it. So if you're a client of mine, like, and you ever have questions, you can just ask me what stretches you should be doing <laughs> and I'll send them that. to you. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. $15 per person, please. <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> just kidding. I love that. I mean, I feel like we've touched on almost everything that we wanted to Sweet. this week. Yeah. Um, We appreciate you, honestly, no. just oh. sitting down and talking with us. Cause like we said, we talked about things that, a lot of people won't. And right. so you kind of put yourself out there. Yeah. I know you don't care about your social media, you know, presence or anything like that, like getting the bash, but like it's a possibility, you know, especially yeah. totally in this climate. Totally. Everyone's always looking for something to be mad yeah. at. And, and, you know, that's the thing too, is I'm, I'm just more focused on myself and my goals. You know, you'll have people that are asking, oh, what are you doing? Or, or what are your plans now? And it's like, just doing me. Yeah. You know, I love that. So we have a follower. Chris says move. You is a good page to follow to for stretching. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I need all the resources possible. Yeah, we do. Problem for me. I'm really a tight person. Like yeah. I just, <laughs> I need to stretch more. <laughs> yeah. But don't we all? Yeah. We're going to wrap it up. I mean, thank you for sharing at, you know, you are a person who does many things yeah. and, that's part of the reason why we're friends. Yep. Uh, but thank you for sharing yeah, all yes. of those things. And, and thank you for having me. And, and I mean, creating this space, that's something that I think is so important, you know, because there is always stuff for me to learn as well. And to be able to have, you know, this place where I can come to and learn about all of the people that you guys are going to bring on, bring on and, and grab from them and apply that in my life too, is just something that's so special with me. So thank you so we much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I, I kind of want to end the show on to let everyone know this space that we are in is is a new flourishing space already. They have a lot of podcasts that are going on, but it's also a studio. Um, as far as photography is concerned, they have a huge open space with like hardwood floors, big windows. It's right in central downtown Springs. Um, they have an amazing, amazing boudoir room, just gorgeous with like a makeup setup, everything, a tub, yeah. everything you need. So if you're a creator, whether it be podcast, photography, videography, anything like that, make sure you check out level four. Um, we have Kevin behind the the scenes that's running our, our video and Thanks, our audio. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Like an amazing producer. Like he, <laughs> he volunteered has, to produce. So yeah. we're happy for that. <laughs> and, and this is such a wonderful gift that we've been given. And we want to yeah. make sure that all of Colorado Springs and surrounding areas know about this spot because creators need to come together and yeah. we all need yeah. to help each other out. And so if we can help out a small business, a local business, 
let's all do our part. You know, let's let's all give back. So and if one you're last thinking about thing, it, if you want to find Ellie, if you're in Colorado Springs and you would like to uh, get services, where can we find you? So I'm actually just going to broadcast my phone number because at this point, you know, I have so many people that call <laughs> marketers right. that just call me. So you can just either send me a call or a text at 719-459-0668 and just, you know, let me know that you're interested in receiving body work and I'll get back to you and get you on the schedule. Awesome. awesome. We love it. Yeah. So again, thank you everyone for tuning in, not just to our podcast but on live like this was actually yeah, a lot of guys, fun guys you made my day chris yeah. and chris and jeff and yeah, we'd all bye buddy yeah kim i love you and so yeah. next week we're going to be doing the same thing we will be live on on facebook and uh in the level four studio so we want to thank you all for tuning in and we will see you all next week yeah bye guys see you guys <laughs> that was so much fun that was, no, that was great you so much. Thank, thank you so you. much man I was so nervous and worried. Were you? Yeah, I was super nervous. I was, I was sweating in here. Kevin was making me feel cool. Yeah. Kevin makes us feel cool too. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, that was really cool. That is amazing. I did not think that would happen. That's so cool. That's awesome. That's great. Oh, have it. Yeah. Because you're.